Hello and welcome to The Wind Up, your weekly recap show where I, Sean Philip Naylor, and my lovely co-host, Miss Microphone, recap the latest episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. This incarnation is RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. And don't forget that you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the windup underscore pod for all of our fun shit that we post. And you can follow me at Sean Philip Official. And you can follow this creature at microphone with an F, not a PH, because a PH, sing it with me now, everybody, is Crapone. I probably can't hear that. No, I was just a little <gasps> Oh, son of a bitch. Rookie. Rookie. Oh, damn it. She's a rookie. No, I, I never had a pour of fucking wine. I just... Do you need to clean yourself up? Give me two seconds. Hang on. <laughs> Wait, what would... What were we talking about? Um, I asked you how you were and what are you drinking oh, yeah. today? Oh, it's been a week. Um, yeah, I'm good and well. I'm happy. I'm fun. I'm dirty, flirty and thriving. Thriving? Thriving. 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 I'm thriving. <laughs> but today... <laughs> I did just before. <laughs> today I am drinking... Loud and Proud Prosecco, <gasps> Southeastern Australian Prosecco. It's part of the Loud and Proud range from BWS, celebrating Amazing. Pride Month. Ah, oh, that's so cute. This evening I am drinking a Loud and Proud Rosé. How oh, funny that. <laughs> funny that. Yes. Uh, if you're not aware, Loud, this is part of the Loud and Proud Pride range from BWS. This is their Rosé. It's delicious and the bottle is cute. And my good friend microphone may have got me onto this one today. So I love that this year their like labels are all like artwork drawings, like chalk chalkboard artwork drawings. Um and hundred percent of the profits donated to the Pride Foundation of Australia, which is great. Brother, brother. More money, more money to the gays. More money to the gays. I feel like last year, as we were saying when Benny and I stopped by your shop earlier, we were saying that. The um, rainbow labels last year, we're glad they've taken a detour from that. But I feel like they may have scared the straights with some of those labels. They were very obnoxiously saturated rainbow flags last year. Mm. Like very obnoxiously saturated. Um, like it was a very like, this is a gay wine. Drink it and you should be gay. Mm. So let's jump straight in. Oh, yeah, it's your week this week. It is my <laughs> week. Here we go. Wish me luck, everyone. Um, so this week's episode, actually, let's not jump straight in. Um, it was announced this week on the grand. Oh, yes, it was. That 90-minute episodes will be making a comeback after March 10th. Which now, is funny because after March 10th will essentially be the end of your 10 episodes that you were originally talking about. Yes, and there will, in theory, still be forty-five queens left on the app on the season. Um, yes. So, well, in reality, there'll still probably be like seven. I think. Um, yeah. So, like, but it just seems strange. Like, was this was this their plan all along? As I, it does seem strange that they would have just those ten episodes listed for an entire season online, and only ten yeah. celebrity guest judges, and then all of a sudden go, oh. After this first 10 episodes, we're going to do extended ones for you now because you all complained. Yeah, it is very interesting, isn't it? Very, yeah. Um, Next week, wear your best Nancy Drew outfit and we'll solve this mystery. But I also see, I also think, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can buy our merch online at Redbubble and you can get, allegedly, the police are investigating. Um, It is interesting that they're going to go back to 90-minute episodes with over half the cast gone. It seems pointless. Well, exactly. Like, and half the challenges that would have required 90 minute episodes, like Snatch Game, like this episode, like next week's episode, um, all got an hour long episode. So, do we? I'm intrigued to know what challenges are coming for extended cuts. The good things, though, is that we'll get lengthy runways, which is great. We'll get to actually see the girls. I mean, this week was okay. Um, I did enjoy this week's theme, but yeah, yeah. Well, with that out of the way, um, let's let's 
get on with it. So this week's episode is called Daytona, the Daytona Wind. Um, and we will talk more about that later. But this week we start in the workroom. Robin has left us. Goodbye, Robin Fierce. Um, and we get a brief moment talking about the bullying from Untucked and last week's episode. Um, it's very much a mili- I just did a what's her face? Marsha, 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 when she accidentally called them, I've wrote it down. She gave them a couple of names. Melistress. Melistress. Um, it's Malaysia, Mistress and Sasha sort of having a bit of a, as we would say in London, a two and eight about the whole situation. Um, it's two and eight? Two and eight. Like two in eight? No, like two and eight. Cockney Why? rhyming slang. I don't. Two and eight. Yeah, but what's it? Having a two and eight? I live here now. <laughs> I've lived here for 15 years now. Oi, Mr. You, me father. Um... Um, so, yeah, that was like mildly interesting talking about it for the hundredth time at this point. Um, and then that's it. Then we cut to a new day in the workroom and, um, you know, they're still sort of going on about it very briefly. And, you know, they talk about the whole family and family argue and then put it aside and move on. Blah, 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 blah. Wholesome queens. What are they, Canadian? Um, and then in walks Rue. Yay. In a slightly, else. slightly better outfit than last week. I mean kind of giving me like discount Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. 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 I see this. I see this. Um, maybe like prisoner of some sort of prison because that makes prisoner prison. Yep. Um, what are the tassels and why is he buttoned his shirt up wrong? No, didn't he's not, but no, he's I didn't realize his... I had this many questions. He didn't button his shirt up wrong. That's just, that's the way the shirt sits. That's just the um, way it is, baby. It's like asymmetrical, but also the the patterns don't line up, which makes it look ridiculous. And then he's wearing a random red, like, scarf underneath it. Um, cravat. That thing, the thing that that judge from MasterChef always used to wear. Yeah, that idiot. Um, so Rue comes in, has a little chit-chat with the ladies, um, and announces this week's Maxi Challenge. It's an acting challenge, and it is a reboot of The Daytona Wins. Also, while I'm thinking about it, cheers to this episode. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Chink. We keep getting forget. We keep getting forgetting. We keep forgetting to do that. We do, but I felt like that was a good time because we were just announcing the Maxi Challenge. Cheers, Kelly. Oh. You thank you, Kelly. <laughs> um, so Rue announces our maxi challenge. It's the acting challenge. The Daytona wins reboot or sequel, whatever you want to call it. Um, and as uh, Aura Mayari won the maxi challenge last week, she gets to assign everyone's roles. How do you feel about the Daytona wins? I'm uh, so I know that they've decided to go for like the whole reboot thing. I think it's probably a bit too soon to do it considering this. It was like last season, was it? Literally last season. Um, I, okay. So I would have preferred just based as well on the end result that we see and the way that it's all done also to very random choice for them, for who they used as inspiration for the challenge. Like, uh, no. And it's, mm. um, I would have preferred, actually, if Rue had have done a whole good acting challenge. That one came out of nowhere. That's exactly how Rue should have announced it, done that. Just that. Um, No, but if Rue had have done, okay, it's acting challenge time, given it a complete fake name. Like, gone, it's going to be called this. This It's going to be, it's 90s sitcom. This is going to be your characters had them all come in, do their lines, etc. And then had it been like, it's actually a reboot of Daytona Wind and then put in all the stuff at the end. So the Queens were, because that's what made the Daytona Wind last season 
so unique and so special and so good was the fact that the queens had no idea what was what was coming they just thought they were filming a normal acting challenge and it wasn't until you got to see the final result and what the producers and rue had put in that made it so hilarious i wish they had done the same thing this time around this was not the worst acting challenge i've seen on drag race but it wasn't caged queens oh or what was the canadian one can't even remember um, but yeah, I did enjoy the fact that it was like 90s sitcom vibes. Um, also speaking of 90s sitcom vibes, I'm giving you my best Jennifer Aniston with a beard from Friends and you're giving me your best Janice. I'll say Janice, either that or Friend Fine. Oh yeah, let's go Nanny Fine. Yeah, yeah, because with the hair, mm. the hair and the leopard print and the, oh, she didn't have tits. Um, but True. the hair and the leopard print, yeah, we'll go with that. Um yeah, but was it really 90s sitcom? I didn't feel very 90s sitcom. Well, I watched a lot of 90s sitcoms. weren't even born in the 90s. Like, they were not alive. Like, where where was the sexual innuendo jokes of married with children? Where was the, like... I'm drawing a complete blank of 90s sitcoms now that... Seinfeld? That wasn't funny, though. Well, I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. No, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan. I think I we were probably just a little bit too young. So Aura Mayari gets to pick the roles. What did you think to this? Because she did have her little quote of saying, you know, those of you who have been really nice to me will get what you want. Um, but she's like... Did Mistress love... just bully her way to get what he, she wanted again, like by her gaslighting no. techniques? No, no, no. So I I thought it was one hilarious that every queen wanted the role of fancy. And that um, Aura couldn't even say it. She kept pulling a fantasy. Yeah, she's like, uh, you all want fantasy, but I'm going to play fantasy. And everyone's like, who the fuck is fantasy? <laughs> um, then when they actually get all the roles assigned and every queen seems happy with their roles, when they're sitting down and Mistress, when they're reading the lines and... Aura can't get the line. So the script is filled with drag race quotes, like quotes from past queens. And when she can't even get the quotes right, and she's like, I don't, I don't get these. I don't respond well to these. I think Mistress was in part helping herself out, but also in part helping Aura out by going, this is going to bomb if you're playing the lead, like one of the lead characters, because if you're not getting the references or how to time them or how to say them well, then 100% you should swap characters. Like, or it could have easily gone, you know what, you're right, but I don't want your character. I think I'm going to go for that character instead, sort of any other person. Now, I think it would have been really hard for her to do since she's just assigned them all already. So I think a quick swap out for the two of them is definitely the, the quickest and easiest solution. Mm. Um, and Mistress did definitely deliver some of those lines quite well, as opposed oh, to the way Aura was trying to deliver them in the well i mean hey hey it worked out in fucking mistress's favor and against aura with the fact that one won and one went home um yeah like oops um, <laughs> so malaysia is the reverend or i can't think who everybody is let's not go through the casting of everybody um yeah i no it was funny though that mistress and malaysia were ended up being scene partners um, yes considering Although the drama was... from this the earlier on in the previous episode 100 percent, 100 percent producer driven yeah like the producers uh, because the fact that when aura was just like i'm gonna put malaysia you are gonna be the reverend that's who i see for you but not even, uh, not even asking if malaysia wanted to be the reverend not even asking if anyone wanted the reverend she's just gone i'm giving you the reverend 100% that was producer driven of them going so you need to tell Malaysia that she's going to play the reverend um, because then mistress you're going to give the role of the widow big daddy widow Daniels widow yeah that and, bitch whoever Aura's character ended up being um, like they 100% producer driven yeah I agree so I think when they finally get to doing the actual scenes i was very confused as to what the storyline was as to mm -hmm. not only just based on like <clears throat> excuse me um 
it's because I'm drinking something bubbly tonight. I oh, never drink bubbles. It's the bubbles. Never drink bubbles. It's um, the bubbles. So Rue said it's still a it's still a three warring families um saga, but Yeah, that didn't was, get that. No, there was only I only knew of the one the one family. So the two families, which was the family which was mistress and the family that was Laura's, but I don't know where the rest of them fit into, whose family they belong to, anything like that. The story, the story, the character profiles for each one, I think were very vague, but also on top of that, way too detailed for the Queens to be able to dictate away from that. For example, mm-hmm. like Jack's struggling because she got given such a detailed character sheet. She's like, well, this is clearly how they want me to play it. And, and then, then she played it and Rue's like, no, no. Yeah, Rue's like, no, no, I don't want you to play it like that. I want you to play which it like this. And she... We got Rue directing too, which was nice. Yes, which is very rare these days. Very rare for Rue to be in the directing chair because usually it's Michelle. Yeah, and I feel like when Rue directs, Rue very much has a clear, a very clear vision of what she sees as the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel like they may have as much room to play with their characters as they would if Michelle was directing them. Well, but if you've noticed as well in the last few seasons, whenever Michelle's directing, Michelle kind of is giving no direction. She's just like, hmm. True. Can we also just say how good all the queens looked in their outfits for this? I loved every look. Oh yeah, they everybody looked, looked great. They all looked phenomenal. I mean, I I laughed hilariously at that part where Malaysia slammed the door in the mistress's face, but I didn't realize it was obviously planned because I thought she was ad libbing. I'm like, that's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, but no, that that worked out really well. Even just like, mm. just not just from the timing of it, but also like even with mistress saying her line and then the door shutting like just at the right moment as she's saying but like it was perfect spot on timing well done well done queens um Um, even in this rehearsal though i felt like we got a lot of airtime for mistress we got a lot of airtime for malaysia we get right a bit of airtime for spice we get a lot of airtime for jacks and a lot of airtime from aura so you kind of sit there and you go Okay, so quite clearly the rest of them are going to be irrelevant Safe. on this this episode because mm-hmm. you get no directing from Root for any of them and you get no no notes, no nothing, very little screen time in the rehearsal, well, in not the rehearsal, in the filming, sorry. And again, during this whole filming time, Aura Mayari just struggling her way through the whole mm. episode. Like, how do you not know the the phrase or the saying, any hole is a goal? Like, especially as a gay man. It's what 90% of the gay men use to try and convert a straight man into fucking them. And it's what 90% of the straight men use to convince their girlfriends to let them do anal. Like, exactly. hook up with a gay boys, they'll let you do the anal. Duh. I mean, am I the only one here that speaks reason and logic? And we'll let you finish inside. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time here. Like, again. We did. Right? Runways. Category is, I, at this point, I can't even remember what the category was. Puffer jackets. Puffer, I don't know. No, puffer, please. Puffer, please. Um, but we spent so much time here. And then we got, like, quick, tiny, tiny runways. And then we got the whole episode again. Yeah, so, well, I mean, every action challenge, they always do that, so. Yeah, but we usually get decent runways. I still think these runways were too short. Obviously, we all know they that's were, a thing. I keep. They were, they were longer than last week, but yes, they were still definitely shorter than what they could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think they spent a lot of time. Also, too, I did, I was frustrated with the whole, who's this random person that's walking in at the end of the Oh, we've episode. got a surprise guest, and then and surprise, I was like, surprise, it's Danny Trejo who's in every fucking thing anyway. Oh, but I loved it. I loved that he walked in. He's like, if you don't stay, uh, you, uh, I don't stay, uh, I don't get machete, I stay machete. And I'm like, Ugh. I loved that. Um, fuck, really gassy tonight. There, it's the bubbles. Um, but on top of that as well, 
the whole um when they do the bloopers and he's doing the like vanji miss vanji and then walks backwards <laughs> out the door i was like okay so one you've never watched an episode of the show in your life so someone's told you to say all these lines but two it's hilarious coming from danny trejo um because he's just like he's he's a movie icon like everyone oh, he's everybody knows him if they don't know his name you know his face and you could he's been in so many things also machete was amazing all all three spy kids both machetes yeah like he's um, done the family friendly stuff and he's done the, the funny thing is the, stuff the funny thing is his character in machete is the same character in spy kids he's the same guy every time i love him no 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 it's it's legitimately canon that machete is the uncle in spy kids oh, yeah it's it's like legitimate more it's legitimately canon so it's not just a fact of you know it's him playing the same type of character the character of whatever the uncle's name is in Spy Kids, is the real name of Machete. 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 Why am I saying Machete? Machete. Because that's how um, it's actually supposed to be pronounced. Machete. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's this. it's the same character in Spy Kids. So the character from Machete is the same character from Spy Kids. So their uncle went around doing a lot, a lot of killing. He did indeed. Um, Side note, Gaga as the chameleon was amazing. And Sofia Vergara with the uh, as gun the boobs. Yeah, yeah, amazing. She really leveled up those um, fembots from Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> can we talk about though? Rue finally wearing a decent look this week. Yes. Wait, so are we up to that part? No, we're not. So we can't oh, talk about that yet. But what we can talk about is um, after the girls finish filming their segments, we go straight back to the workroom. Everybody's getting ready. We get more drama from Mistress and Malaysia. Um, they're talking it out, and then they're best friends again, and then we cut to the main stage i I would i just thought uh, obviously again they need a storyline very producer driven like just let them just let them hate each other for another week i know right no one's gonna care like as it's already been established in your tiny tiny episodes that no one is invested here no well that's mainly just us but still no one else and then we cut to the main stage and as you alluded to slightly earlier Mama Roo has finally showed up. I have been waiting for her all season. I don't know who this oh, ring like, in was that they had in every episode up until now, but this here dress we are. was this dress was stunning. Like the shape just looked amazing on her. And These the hourglass slate color. Yep, the hair. The hair, the hair, the hair was important. We've discussed previously, I think, on Down Under. I do love Mama Roo in a red hair. Yeah, this is a gorgeous copper on mm. her makes her skin glow the blue just matches well with it the keyhole matches well with michelle's outfit the blue yeah they clearly forgot to tell carson what the memo was um but this keyhole moment but this fishtail skirt that like hugs her figure Mm. gorgeously so clearly clearly zoldi was listening to the podcast last week and heard what we were saying (laughs) and it's the only explanation because you know he went into the future to listen to our podcast to go back in time and redo <laughs> the rest of the looks considering this was filmed a year ago um or did we just no, have some insider tea and we just no, like are utilizing it to our advantage mama, on our podcast that four people listen to mama Roo looks great sorry mm. if i'm doing this it's just because the tv's behind you <laughs> so i'm doing this to see hey down in front um mm. So, yeah, no, Mama Rue looks good. I'm really glad that she's finally showed up to the show. I'm hoping only, next week's look is elevated from this. It's only taken 84 seasons since she finally did a decent look. <laughs> um, we, as we mentioned before, we get Michelle looking gorgeous this week too. We've got Carson looking like Carson in his navy blue ensemble. Okay, and, so and I we have Harvey, who I can't say his name. I can't what pronounce is... his last name. It's spelled G-U-I-L-L-E-N, and I don't want to massacre it. Isn't um, that like the chocolate? Guyenne? Guyenne? Yeah, Guyenne. Isn't it like the chocolate? It is now. So we have this lovely Harvey actor, Latino. Is he Latino? I'm assuming so. Um, I just wanted to quickly mention. Yeah. Their choice of judging this season, not the celebrities, 
I'll get to what I'm getting, what I'm referencing in a second, is very, no, 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 no. T.S. Madison's hilarious. Um, Hey, but where is she? We haven't seen her since episode one. She's obviously coming back in the 90-minute episodes. Um, No, but, okay, so think back a couple of episodes ago. We had the design challenge, yeah? Who was who was the judge that week? Not Matthew. the guest one. No, Ross no, no. Matthews. Ross Matthews. Yeah. On the design challenge. And it was him and his house of Matthews, house of Cressley. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm getting it. We had the comedian, Ross the hilarious Ross Matthews, judging the fashion slash design slash runway challenge. Oh, I see where you're and going. Then now. Yes. This week is a comedy acting challenge, and we have Carson Cressley as the judge. Would it not make more sense to have the judges judging the challenges which are more their forte to give more coherent and more relevant critiques to the queens? Yes, Your Honour. Just saying. So we've got Harvey Chocolate and... Gillian. uh... And I like his little ensemble. Like, he looks cute. I like his hair. I like his little smiley face. Uh, His little cutie. Didn't know him from anything. No, I have no idea. So I I had to do a quick Google. So he is is an actor and he is in America's version of Things We Do in the Shadows, if you've ever seen that. Comedy, vampire, TV show. Um, He does a lot of voice acting. Do you say America's version? Yes, England did it originally. Oh, so much was it English like... or was it Kiwi? It might have been Kiwi actually who did it originally. Oh, so you mean much like Ghosts, where the no, British version? No, but I love Ghosts. You mean the British version that was really good, and the American version that's just trash? I got it. No, I got to disagree. I love. I actually really enjoy them both. The British version is so good, oh, though. It's always it's always going to be superior because that's where it originated. Who's um, first down the runway? We've got so, Puffer, please. Uh, Puffer, please. Runway. Run, uh, Rue announces our runway, which is. Puffer, please. Puffer, please. First down. I'm so runway. I'm so going to laugh if it's not actually Puffer, please, because neither of us can remember it. Much like the week that we, I kept saying that it was <laughs> Ice Queens and it was like Foxy Ladies. We challenge the police to show us their chart. It's. Of Daytona wins. Tonight on the runway, category is Papa Police. Papa Police. Oh, Papa, I'm right. Okay. You are right. Um, so first down the runway is Lucy LaDuca in her Stay Puff Marshmallow Woman outfit. So I I got the reference. Mm-hmm. I did. However, I it's just a puffer jacket. Like literally, is, that's all she's wearing. That is, fit on like the, the rest. The rest of the outfit, there's nothing puffer. Like she's literally just wearing a puffer jacket. So I mean, stay puff marshmallow man. No, no, you keep going. I was say his arms and legs are. So if she if she had done a he's a, he's essentially like the Michelin man. Yes. So if she had done a puffer bodysuit, she could still fitted it around her waist and had that nice womanly figure mm-hmm. that she loves so much. But she could have even just had like small puffer layers, hundred percent. Um, and she would have been very much more on point. Her makeup was cute. Her hair was cute. But and like yeah, like body gave me the reference. Mm. Um, but yeah, all she was doing is wearing a fucking jacket. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Up next is Miss Spice. So I I have thoughts about this. It's frustrating every season that you get the judges critiquing girls where they keep saying to certain queens personal branding is everything like stick to your brand stick to your brand stick to your brand and other queens this is boring it's repetitive we've seen you do this do something different i think because sugar and spice's whole thing is that whole little this and the trotting like that's what they do so I think if she just walks down the runway like a normal, normal girl, it's gonna be boring as hell. Given the right look, 
So let's say, for example, this week she was like, this is the last time I'm going to do this. Okay, great. So if next week's category for the runway is something like super equestrian, like, then she'd be like, fuck, should have galloped. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like if, if it's like I something get what you mean, where yeah. she's like got like a super flowy thing and she can just strut and like really give it, but that's all going to mm. be dependent on theme exactly i think what she did here with her little trot that that she's known for was actually cute this week and i loved her outfit i thought Mm, it was cute i would wear this um Mm -hmm. she was giving me very like early share share vibes yeah um especially with the long black hair um like oh um (laughs) if i could turn back snap out of it okay so next up is sasha colby i loved this this was this was amazing the hair um, the like everything about it like she was giving me with the jacket that selena estudy's wishes she had made yes um sasha colby is gorgeous too like um i think i'm in oh, love. stunning stunning hawaiian beauty um <clears throat> very much giving us queen bee um i would have loved to see more of sasha's runway like give me i could have walked her walk up and down up and down up and down give she me that queen bean bitch walk and her makeup too this week it might be my favorite makeup she's done yes i do love i do love like a heavy eye and like a nude lip i did the opposite oh no i love the opposite too but just like you know Although this is not a heavy lift, but still. This is not a heavy lift for you today, no. Um, gorgeous. Up next, Lux Noir London. I hated it. I hated it too. And she's like, and I killed it. And we're like, she's like no. claiming it's supposed to be referential to Jackie Kennedy, which once she said it, I was like, oh, okay. Because she's got I the little kind, hat. I can kind of get it, but if she hadn't have said it, I wouldn't have got it. No. And then she's like, Jackie Kennedy mixed with Judy Jetson. And I'm like, I got more Judy Jetson from it than Kennedy. It's just, it's, I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, positive, bad though, wig for her. Terrible wig for her. The, the pink was gorgeous on her skin, though. I said bad wig for sure. Oh, I think you said bad wig. Bad wig. But it was still, a terrible wig. Yeah. It both, both. Mm-hmm. Um, up next, I loved this Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. You didn't love it? I hated it. <gasps> I hated it. It was cute. I hate it because once again, she's just in a puffer jacket. And oh, you know this... what? That's true. Okay. So for and the this... runway category, hated it, but the look, I like it. No, no, no. I hated everything about it. The I I thought it was camp. The fact that she's in a lemon print and then she's got a lemon, lemonade, like or lemon juice box purse. That's camp. But I hated the fact that, you know, it's a weird like matronly dress length and then these weird like leg warmer things underneath it but exposed feet with yellow shoes and oh, yeah, no, the shoes are bad i just paused on this, the shoes a second ago this puffer jacket that's yellow in the inside and then the hair like the whole i just i didn't like it i did not like it at all and then when they're praising her for it and they're like this is great my housemate said it as well when he watched this today while I was getting ready. He was watching it back and he's just like, duvet? And I was like, it literally looks like she's rolled off her grandma's bed and just taken the fucking duvet with her. Maybe that's why I like it. Maybe it's nostalgic for my great-grandmother. Maybe it's, I didn't, it looks like someone's curtains in their kitchen from the 70s. Yeah, look, sorry, I still didn't hate it. Well, you're wrong, but that's fine. Um, I feel like Lux's was worse for me. Yeah, yeah, they're both pretty bad. Both pretty bad. So moving on to a great look. Oh, stunning this week. Aura Mayari looked amazing when she walked out. And now she got the puffer assignment. And what I loved is it it wasn't a puffer jacket, but she did the puffer thing in a unique way, in a fabric that made it look like this red, sh- red, black shimmer, mm. whatever the fuck fabric was. 
where just the light hit it and it just glistened in certain lights. But the fact that she turned a puffer fabric or a puffer style into a kimono top and it just looked gorgeous on her. I will say I did. Go on. I did think the bottom was lacking. Like just these plain, plain black leggings. Okay. I think, I think. It could have been a little bit more detailed, but otherwise stunning look this week. Um, and no, I'm jumping ahead, but getting to the judges' critiques when Michelle says, "Let me start with what I love." This look, it was all she had this week. This look, yeah. and unfortunately, it was not enough to save her. Uh, but this was stunning. Up next is Miss Jax giving us a wish version of what Sasha, Sasha Colby. Colby just came down the runway in. See. Um, Mm. Again, so she's essentially just wearing a puffer jacket, but then added puffer boots to it. And giving herself she... some waspy tail. But see, if she hadn't said that, I wouldn't have got be a wasp. Yeah. Um, well, it's grey oh. and yellow. It's not black and yellow like a bee. But also, too, she's wearing a like a, just a fishnet bodysuit underneath. Like, the judges gave this critique to Marsha about, you know, stoning it, making it glisten. Jax should have covered that bodysuit in stones. Oh, it would have been gorgeous. In like a black stone too. Like a black iridescent stone. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Like that would have then made it just pop, but this was just very. Yeah. Very. Up next is a, is a queen who. I really enjoyed what she said about her look this week. So um, Mistress basically was like, I'm a bigger queen and a puffer jacket on a bigger queen is going to make me look like not great. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was like, I will accentuate and highlight certain areas. And so she turned it into chaps, which is fitting for her because she's a Texas queen, isn't she? Look, I loved most of this outfit. I loved, I didn't love her makeup. I really don't like that weird sort of like, the white? Yeah, I don't like that. Mm. I'm not a fan of that. Um, the hair is gorgeous on her, though. Hair is gorgeous. Chaps are cool, but her... That that platinum blonde straight hair on her, like, makes her look gorgeous. Um, the I chaps are like cool. Traditionally, doesn't she normally do a darker look? Dark hair, hair. Big, yeah. dark hair and big hair. Mm. Um, the chaps are cool. The jacket is cool. The top is cool. The and diaper... is not... <laughs> And the fact that it's like flapping over her ass and Maybe over her badge. Lo- Did she lose weight? As we said before, a lot of queens lose weight during drag race. Did was I mean, it was it more fitted before the runway? No, so I think I think it looks loose because it's the same sort of material and puffy as the rest of the outfit. So it's just puffy. Um but I still think it's just she should have done the underwear as just the same color scheme, but not puffy. Like everything else should have been puffy, but the underwear. Yeah, I agree with that. Because it's just, it's just, it's, yeah, no, no. Okay, up no. next we have another queen with a puffer jacket. It's Miss Anitra. I do love how she said, though, she's representing Las Vegas estate bird, the prostitute. Prostitute, yeah. And she represented them well. Um, I love but, the big hood with the feather. But again, as you said, she is literally just wearing a puffer jacket. The rest of the outfit was not puffer. I mean, she feather. looks good. It's a cute outfit. Yeah, but... lots of feathers. Mm. Lots of feathers. If if the category was feather, please, then yeah, she'd look great. But So the next one I actually loved. Very much I, loved. I thought this was a great concept. Yeah. Um, Bimbo so goes to... Bimbo goes to the snow, not realizing it's the snow. It's Marsha, 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 and she has got snow burn all over her poor self. Um, she, she looked great, and she carried on with the act when she was walking down the runway, being like super chilly. Um, I, I, I'll say, just jumping ahead for myself as well. I was mad when the judges were giving her the critique, going, "This is the most makeup I've worn, but it's still not enough." Like, what? Not everyone needs to be painted like mistress or like malaysia or like like rue doesn't wear that much makeup exactly like just because michelle you're wearing more makeup than marcia does not mean that marcia's not wearing enough like for example i'm wearing so i've got if i count it all out i've got moisturizer on then i've got primer on then i've got 
my base foundation, then I've got my top foundation on top of that, then I've got my contour, then I've got my highlight, then I've got my... Setting powder on top of all of that, then I have my, well, tonight I didn't do any eye makeup just because I was lazy, but I do have shimmer on my eyes. Um, then I've got my eyeliner, I've got my mascara, I've got my eyebrow. Makeup to line my brows. I've then got my blush. I've got my highlight shimmer powder on top of that. I've then got my lip liner. I've got my lipstick. I've then got the little bit of lip dust on top of that. Um, I've got my lashes. I've got uh, my mole. So, like, I've got a shit ton of makeup on as well, but I make it look like I'm wearing not fuck all makeup. But that's the thing. Like, it frustrates me because it takes a lot more work to do a non-makeup look than it does to have a makeup look. But if you look at even like, I know what they're saying. I get what Michelle says. I get what Rue says. But like, if you look at Marsha's actual makeup, she's got, she's got a lot of makeup on. It's not all on her face. Mm -hmm. Like she's created burnt looks on her body. Mm -hmm. The actual blue, icy, like ice blue um, eyeshadow makeup that she has on is shimmery and it is multiple colors that are toned out and blended out to create like she's wearing a lot of makeup she's just not wearing the makeup you want her to wear no i the only critique i agree with is carson's being like i would have covered that in rhinestones yeah let, like add some shimmer to that outfit like, yeah. like if you're you've been in the snow and you're like you're gonna need to look a little bit wet so let's do that yeah. with some cute rhinestones and a bit of like, a bit of shimmer I get that, but the whole makeup thing, I it frustrates me because she's wearing enough makeup. It suits her aesthetic. It suits her look. She doesn't need to look like if you tried Mistress's face on Marsha, she'd look like a fucking joke. Oh, she'd look stupid. Up next, Selena S. Titties. In the pencil case you took to school. Yeah, and I hated it hated her face in this one i didn't like the makeup she did i didn't like the hair i didn't like the outfit and i hated when she pulled up her puffer jacket to reveal her ringworm flaming hot cheetos it, lo it, it looks like it looks like ringworm it did not look good like um, just the way that the cheetos were shaped that that she'd stuck in there it looks like ringworm literally pause it on it and tell me it's not ringworm Oh, honey, I'm one step ahead of you. Ringworm. Okay, so after our runways, we get to see the final edit of the Daytona wins. Um, we get the cute little intro with everybody, and I'm not going to go through their casting names because I'm just not that invested. Like, we don't care who they were. Irrelevant. We care who they are. Um but we do open on Spice and Lucy. I think what we should do for this is go through the queens and just do a quick assessment of how we thought they did on their performance. What do you think? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Okay, so let's start with Lucy Leduca. Uh, underwhelming, forgettable. Forgot she was even there. Yeah, I had a one-word answer for her and it was okay. Yep. Spice. Not as bad as... The judges made out, but still kind of just there. She was just there. For me, it was nice to see Spice doing... Looks great, though. Oh, my gosh, she looked gorgeous in that red wig. Um, and that lace dress. Mm, but it was nice to see Spice doing something that was a little less spicy, if you know what I mean. Sasha Colby. Again, forgettable. Her character was she got just... no airtime, no screen time, no nothing. Between her and Lux, who was obviously next, like if you had if you had have asked me to off the cuff remember who was in this challenge, I would have completely forgot that they were there. Um, and then you got Malaysia Baby Doll Fox as the Reverend Hallelujah. Um hilarious. Like, let's be real, it was perfectly cast for her. It was a great role for her. She was great. Yeah. 
she understood the assignment. Um, after that, the next queens we get to see uh, is Jax, who again forgettable. Like, was she even there? Like, don't remember her. The, at be- all. the best, the best thing to do with her was during the rehearsals when she came out and was doing her line, and Mistress said, "Go back into the kitchen, Rihanna." <laughs> yes, that was the which, best bit for her. Which didn't make the cut, unfortunately, but still. No, it should have though. That would have been great. Um, and then her, she was her scene partner a lot of the time was Aura Mayari, who was playing the grieving widow, who again uh-huh. couldn't deliver a line, was completely forgettable, which is yep. really sad considering the fact that she got to hand out the roles. Um, up next is Mistress Isabel Brooks doing all of the lines. Mother has arrived. I, I loved him and he loved me and I loved him right I knew you would love that bit. Um, Anitra? Oh, yeah. I mean, her scene with Marsha was great, but I would have forgotten she was there as well. Up next, Marsha. Marsha was only funny with the whole, like, the, oh, I was in the kitchen, and I was baking cookies, or baking these brownies, and I ran out of nutmeg, and then there was a big jar of this that was there, and, like, I'm happy that Marsha got some lines being the fact that she's like the theater kid. A theater the kid, group. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed her and Anitra together. Like the judges yes. said, that was some of the funnier moments of the, the episode. And last and certainly least, Selena Estides. <laughs> Did she even say anything in this apart from that wasn't me? Her best moment was when the camera cut back to her and she was like deep throating the brownie i okay i will admit i did find that hilarious but at the same time i'm like why is she eating a brownie like that <laughs> there was no need which made no it funny, need which is what made it funny so <clears throat> we get to after the episode airs we get to our judges critiques and very quickly rue has made some decisions Lucy, Sasha, Lux, and Selena, you are all safe, leaving us with... Which, if you, in, if you think about it, they're the queens that had minimal screen time, so of course they're the ones that are safe. Yep. So that leaves us with, on the main stage, Malaysia, Anitra, Marsha, Spice, Mistress Isabel Brooks, Jax, and Aura Mayari. Um, the girls go away, obviously, we film their Untucked episode, and then they come back. Malaysia, Anitra, Marsha, and Spice are all named as safe. Mm-hmm. Mistress Isabel Brooks is our top for the week. I thought it was very interesting, though, that the first queen to be called out was Jax, as in the bottom. Mm. Yes, like straight Jax, up, Rue you was are not just safe. Like, Jax, you're in the bottom. Like, it was mm-hmm. very interesting that they started with that one and then went with the rest. But yeah. Joining Jax in the bottom this week is Aura Mayari. So Jax and Aura Mayari are our bottom two queens. Ariola. Ariola. Jax and Aura Mayari are our bottom two queens this week. And this week we are lip syncing for our lives to Megan Three Stallion and Dua Lipa Sweetie Pie. Sweetest pie. I've got it paused on my screen right now. It says sweetest pie. Liar! Sweetest pie. So... Jax and Aura lip sync to take, this song. Both of them have a reveal straight away. Yeah, both of them take their tops off um, and shows just how little they were wearing that's puffer because all of a sudden Aura's wearing nothing and Jax just has boots on. Also, like, I feel like they're, both of their reveals could have been done just a little bit later, like not as soon as the first you know, three bars mm. of the song started. Mm. Yeah. Like, give me I a agree. second. And and when they did it, they could have done incorporated into a dance move, not just a, oh, quick, hold my hat. I'm about to, you know, go up against this bitch. It was very, it was very, I need to get this off so I can dance sort of reveal. Yeah. Not a, not a, ooh, look, you didn't know this was going to happen reveal. Yes. Um, and the reveal ensembles were not great anyway. Jax clearly was gonna win this because I feel flipping like and shit. 
yeah, she really had that in her favor. And she did make the comment in the um, confessional about how Aura was trying to block her. And she was like, but don't worry, because I've got some stuff up my sleeve. And she certainly did. Um, I did enjoy her street fightering her way across the stage. From the way she's dancing, ketamine was up her sleeve. Um... Um, <laughs> I love that you were just like, yes, 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 fuck. <laughs> so lip sync finishes and Jax, Shante, you stay, and Aura Mayari, Sashay away. Aura is out. Bye, Queen. Kiss your guns on the way out. And nobody actually really thought you were the trader of the season. So cheers to that. I would, I would have fucked it. I would have too, but it doesn't make her trade of the season. Aura Mayari is out of here. She looks great and she delivers that last line of my dead dad will hunt haunt you. you. Haunt you. Haunt you, but she says hunt you all. No, she says haunt, but it's the way her accent is. It's like, my dead dad will haunt you all. It sounds like hunt, but it is haunt. Either way, it was stupid and nobody cared for it. Well, because as she said, she left, she's like, I actually didn't have an exit line prepared because I wasn't expecting to go. Well, we weren't expecting to go this week either. We were expecting you to go three weeks ago. But here she is. Fair. So that's it. And then next week we get the we get the uh, sneak peek of next week, and it is the lip sync Lala Parusa um, with a twist. Yes, we don't know what the twist is yet. We do not. Maybe it is Danny Trejo. When he walked in, said, "Y'all, y'all ready for a twist?" (laughs) This twist again, like we did last summer. Come on, baby. Let's do the twist. So that is it for this week's episode of The Wind-Up. Tune in next week when we find out what this twist is in our Lala Perusa episode. But until then, she has been my microphone. I have been Sean Philip Naylor and we have been The Wind-Up. You can follow us at the windup underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. And you can follow her at microphone with an F, not a PH, because crap phone. And you can follow me at Sean Phillip Official, because one day I might become official. Who knows? But until then, it has been a pleasure. It has been. I've enjoyed this thoroughly and immensely. That could also just be the wine. <laughs>